Hi, this is Steve Perry, author of the Matador series, and you're listening to Karate Cafe. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit piranagear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul here with another episode of Karate Cafe. And one Nagiwaza away from me is Dan Williams. Dan, how are you doing? <laughs> great. I'm doing great, Paul. See how I changed that up for the. I did. I was. I was. Uh, you know, I was taken off guard there. Actually, I guess. It, I guess it wouldn't be one Nagiwaza. It'd be some Nagiwaza because that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess. It would be some factor of Nagiwazai. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, then, and of course, you now there's some judo people out there going, uh, you idiots. Exactly, <laughs> writing. Uh, if they haven't driven their car into a tree, because they're they're saying, hopefully they'll. Well, actually, hopefully they'll be sending us an email because this episode is uh, going to be primarily all about listener feedback. Yay! Yeah, we've got uh, s- some pretty good um, uh, some questions and and some tweets and and whatnot, as as the kids say. So uh, I thought we'd just kind of take this episode and address because we've got a couple of them. I thought we'd address a couple of those. That sounds good. That's cool. Uh, all right. So the first of uh, well, let's let's just address the tweet in question. Uh, it was from uh, at North Texas Ken Budokan. Uh, he's a uh, uh, Goju School, I think, in um, in Dallas. Uh, he asked us, and actually it was kind of nice because he, he, he added us, and then he also did uh, Karate by Jesse, uh, Jesse Encamp, who does that, that blog, Karate by Jesse, that's getting oh, some, yeah. some good uh, good traction. And uh, uh, he basically asked the questions, you know, students wearing their belts outside of the dojo, do you allow this, or is it discouraged? Uh, and, you know, this is kind of a quick, and, and so thanks for that, that tweet. Um, the... Uh, that went back a long way, you know, like when I first started uh, wearing you know, the gi and the belt and stuff like that. Yeah, they all told us, you know, don't wear it outside the dojo. Yeah. Um, because, you know, for various reasons. One, because you're supposed to be humble and, and, and no one is, uh, is supposed to know you're doing it. And then two, they say, you know, the the theory is, you know, if someone sees you wearing it, then, you know, they'll challenge you. Uh, uh, which yeah. uh, I've never seen and has never happened. Um, uh, I personally don't I usually don't even I, I, I tend to want to train uh, to change out at the dojo I generally wear street clothes and uh, I kind of encourage that um, and, and it's just kind of an ingrained thing at this yeah. point but um, uh, I have seen uh, many many a school usually with kids and stuff like that where the, the kids are like you know at McDonald's and their gi and their belt yeah and, especially with kids yeah you know because just you know it, Trying to get them to tie the belt correctly the first go around is, <laughs> is and, and I've seen belts that have actually have a Velcro sort of you know kind of like a clip-on tie. It's like you put it around and Velcro it together, and boom, it's tied. So oh, I, um, I have never seen that before. That's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's got a Velcro strap on it, and then you just <laughs> you know put it together and Velcro them together, and then the knot is already you know like pre-tied and stuff. Yeah. So that's awesome. um, yeah, I mean, uh, and and for me now. Um, because I wear a an embroidered belt, you know, that's from Okinawa, and it's got all the fancy schmancy stuff on it, and mm-hmm. they're kind of expensive. So I tend not to want to wear that out and around for the simple fact that 
I may lose it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, or um, so I personally, I don't have a big problem with it. Um, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, and I've seen people, you know, out like carrying their belts and it's kind of dragging on the ground. And, and yeah, from, from that standpoint, I have a little, you know, like a, like, a little uh, twinge. Yeah. Like, mm, that's yeah. your belt, dude, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, we tell our students don't wash your belt and you know, all, all the old saws and stuff like that. But, yep. You know, for kids and stuff, I really don't have a big problem with it. I don't have a problem, you know, like putting on your uniform, then hopping in your car. Matter of fact, a couple of my students, my my adult students, they would always come in wearing their belt. So I I, I presume, and they just lived down the street from the dojo, so I presume they just, you know, put their stuff on, mm-hmm. get in the car, drive it, yes. drive it and back, you know. And so I, I don't have a big issue with that. Um, yeah. And, yeah, as a... as you know, an instructor now, it's kind of like, ooh, there's some maybe some free advertising, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a big deal, and I and I definitely don't think that you know there's going to be a whole like someone's challenging you because I mean, I mean if you're going through a walk through your neighborhood, maybe, but you know just traveling to and from the dojo, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, I mean to and from the dojo, I I don't know. I mean, I guess there 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 are things like I know that for me um, when I went to and from class. I would stop by the gas station to get some Gatorade or something like that. And I felt a little bit, um, you know, especially in my Kung Fu classes, if I were wearing the the top with the frogs, I would generally not wear that. I mean, I, I kind of think of it like um, if if it's, it's if it's anywhere or time that, that you wouldn't wear a Halloween costume, then, it, then it's probably not appropriate really because it's it's just one of those things where – I think the, I guess convenience would be one thing, but I see the only reason that people would do it is to seek attention, um, and and because they want people to see it and they want people to know that they do it, and I think that's a really really bad reason uh, to wear your belt. And I know that for me it was, you know, the last thing I put on and the first thing I took off because. It's just like there's <laughs> there's really no need, and actually, I know what I would do. I would um, when I changed at the dojo, I would roll my uniform and then use my belt to sort of cinch it down. I'd run it, run, run the belt through itself, cinch it right, down, and I'd right. I'd have a little carry case for it. Um, but I, I, like I say, I I think that it's for the most part, it feels like it's seeking attention to me. Now, if we're talking about outside the dojo, like. Um, if you're going to a sparring session with other people, uh, if you're going to a different dojo, uh, maybe even a different style or something like that, at that point, I would say it's kind of a judgment call. Um, you know, if, if I were going to another school, I obviously would not wear my belt if I were not ranked in the style that they're teaching. And even if I were ranked in the style that, that they were teaching, I'd always ask the instructor first. Um, but, you know, and I guess if I were sparring, I could see where, hey, you know, you want to you want to sort of get your mindset right and you want to get into your uniform and you know, your uniform's not on until your belt's on. So I, I, I could get that, too. But I think walking around in public um, with your belt on, it's just weird. Um, and and, I, you know, I, I really think unless you're a kid and you can I mean, you can get away with it because you're a kid and. It feels more like a costume than a uniform, then that's fine. Uh, but otherwise, don't wear your belt outside of class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, yeah, it is almost. You know, I guess you know, from an adult standpoint, you can look at it. It almost is like a challenge. Like you're walking around, 
look at me. You know, yeah. if you're like I say, like going for you know dinner or lunch or you know going for a meal or walking through the mall or you know doing whatever. There's been yep. times after class where like sometimes maybe I don't feel like changing out, so I'll just put a t-shirt on, but I'm still wearing gee pants and. Uh, and that's fine. I mean, that's just, you know, for convenience sake, really. Yeah, yeah. It, well, actually, it's not terribly convenient because there's no pockets. So, you know, <laughs> right, I end up having to get my wallet and my keys and my phone. Uh-huh. And I got nowhere to put it. Um, but but actually, you know, wearing the belt uh, would just be, yeah, it would just be weird. It would feel weird. You know, yeah. anytime, you know, I guess like anytime uh, I have been in some location other than a martial arts sort of, Location, it feels weird. It just feels yeah. weird being in the gi and then, of course, putting on the belt is like uh, the, the cherry on top. Yeah. But like if, if we go to a seminar or something, and like the change room is in the bathroom yep. down the down the hall, walking from the hall to the you know conference room or whatever where we're doing the uh, the the seminar, even that's kind of weird. If there's nobody else yeah. in gi walking through there, that that seems kind of strange. So well, and I mean, like at a conference or something, if it's in a you know there are exceptions to all the rules. To me. If you're in a conference at a hotel and there's a group of you going down to the dining room to grab lunch and you just don't feel like changing out and you just don't feel like taking off your belt, I think that's fine. I mean, the people at the hotel know that it's going on. They know it's happening. They know it's just it's one of those things where, again, that's not that's not a situation where you're saying, hey, look at me, I'm calling attention to myself. It's more of a, we're just going down as a group together and, you know, I just don't want to have to take it off. Um, right. So, I don't know. I, 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 would, I would challenge people to, to ask themselves why they were doing it uh, if they felt... And that, that even goes for, you, you know, if, if you've got a, a, a weekly sparring session with you and your, your other martial art buddies that are in different styles or whatever, mm-hmm. and you feel the need to wear your belt, I mean, maybe if it's a part... If it's just a part of your mindset, that's cool. If it's a, I, I need to have some attention focused on me, then then you're really doing it for the wrong reason. So, it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. I think the, the official Karate Cafe stance is, <laughs> it's yes, just weird. It's just weird. So don't do it. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. Yeah. So there's that. So uh, we appreciate that tweet. That I think that's like the first tweet question we've gotten. I know at least, you know, in quite a while if if we haven't got it. So uh, we're at at Karate Cafe. For those of you guys who don't know it, uh, you might want to follow us or just tweet us uh, your your question. So I hope that kind of – I hope that quashed that that question once and for all. There there can be no further debate on this. That's right. That's right. And to let – and, you know, it's nice to let people know that they can ask us questions on Twitter and we pay attention to it and watch it, so – yeah, yeah, we actually I I've I've been a little more active on it lately. I've I I put it on my phone so I get pop-ups and I'm starting to retweet stuff and we're getting some more followers and stuff on there. That's kind of cool. Uh, Very cool. And, and hopefully they're they're actually listening as well as just following the the few ramblings that <laughs> that I threw out. But I also think it was kind of cool being you know, just like included in a group with with other people, you know, it's like, uh-huh. oh, look, they're, we're, look. we're, <laughs> we're as famous as they are. We're at least as famous as they are, you know, <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so thanks for that. And now we have an email that we got uh, a couple weeks ago that we just didn't get to because we had a few other things going on. Uh, it is from Jason, who is a Nidon in Wadoru in Birmingham, Alabama. Now, what uh, exactly is a Nidon? A Nidon, a second degree. 
Sorry. Secondary. Okay. For for those of you who, you, but you need to learn that stuff. If you're a judo boy, you need to start. I know. Getting back into that. Uh, <clears throat> he said, yeah, I have a few questions I want to get on Karate Cafe's thoughts on. Uh, if you have time, perhaps in a future episode. Boom. Welcome to the future, Jason. Boom. Uh, he said, I have one main question, and then I have a couple of little ones. We're going to go with the little ones first because uh, they're, they're kind of interesting. Uh, the little question, number one, uh, I always like to go back and listen to early episodes of podcasts, and you guys go back very far, but it isn't you. <laughs> Who are those people in the early episodes? Where did they go? How did you end up with the podcast? And are you eventually going to hand it off to someone else? And I like the grumpy old guy from episode five and six who was always <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> and I think the best way to answer that is by letting the grumpy old guy answer it exactly. himself. Hello, Karate Cafe aficionados, and hello especially to young Jason from Birmingham, Alabama. This is Gene Myers, the grumpy old guy from the Karate Cafe archives. The spirit of the ancient karate samurai have told me that young Jason has questions about the origins of Karate Cafe, and so I've descended from my mountaintop to fill his cup with knowledge. Karate Cafe began back in 2005 when podcasting, like many of you young warriors, was in its infancy. My partner, Pete Shamble, and I would travel to a local drinking establishment after our Friday night classes to quaff an ale or two and discuss all things martial arts. By the way, did you know that Karate Cafe is the Internet's first martial arts podcast? Now, there are some posers out there who have claimed to be the first, but like their character, there's no credibility to their claims. Dismiss them as you would with any annoyance, with extreme prejudice. But then I digress. Anyway, always keeping abreast of the latest technology, Pete had the idea to record our discussions, upload them to the interwebs, and provide a forum for interested martial artists around the world to join our conversations. One day, an eager young Shorin Ru practitioner from Texas by the name of Paul Wilson joined us for a podcast. So impressed were we by his knowledge and enthusiasm, we soon invited Paul to join us as a host of the show. Paul inherited the show later, and the website, when Pete bade us farewell, to find the knowledge and wisdom of martial arts near and far. Soon after Pete's departure, an eclectic martial artist named Dan Williams joined the cast, and his diverse martial arts background became the perfect complement to the show. Although Pete and I are no longer regulars on the show, we do check in on the forums and the Facebook page from time to time, securing the knowledge that Karate Cafe is now in the capable hands of your hosts, Dan and Paul. Well, there you go, Jason. That's a brief history of Karate Cafe. Hope you enjoy the shows. Goodbye. So, Jason, there you go. There is the the, uh, brief history of Karate Cafe kind of up to date. I did want to add to that. Um, So I, you know, uh, a a friend of mine and I, um, Sterling Hybeck, we had a podcast we originally called Podzor where we talked about tech stuff and martial arts stuff. And then we had a podcast called Martial Arts Stuff. And then that one kind of went went to the side and it didn't go to the side. It died. We just stopped doing it. And uh, Paul invited me on the show a couple of times and we ended up, uh, you know, I just ended up being a regular. So that's kind of where I came from. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it, 
there, there was a brief period where where uh, I was trying to kind of keep it going, and you know we're mm-hmm. working. Uh, I I really miss. Um, Gene and, and Pete, yeah. and I really liked the fact that they invited me on. I thought it was just it was it was so it was emailing questions just like this, uh, Jason, <laughs> you know, and doing stuff on the on the forums, and that that kind of ended up where we were. So, um, but uh, we keep trying to get Gene back on. He's he's a busy busy yeah. man. So, uh, but he'd like to get back on and do it and and be just as grumpy and drink even more beer. <laughs> Uh, well, and it's just fun to kind of know the history of it. You know, I think that um, as as I've been doing these podcasts, one of the things that I've realized is that people really, more than the, I shouldn't say more than the content. I think the content's important, but I really think that I, I don't know, I feel uh, an attachment to the people that I listen to on other podcasts and, and our audience as well, you know. So I think a lot of it's about the personalities and I don't know, just just having some personal connection with, with people more than it is, um, hey, what have they got to say and they're the smartest person in the room kind of thing, yeah. which, and, and, which and, you know, <laughs> right. we, we, uh, we qualify for that for sure. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> well, Gene definitely is a personality and uh, Gene, yeah. thanks for, for, for sending that to us. And uh, letting we're going to try and get him on this episode, but again, he was really busy, so he he took some time out of his busy schedule of of, of grumping, and uh, we uh, for 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 those long time listeners, there were, there was a time where, especially I think it was on the forums, where he had um, he, he he had engaged the grump uh, with one of our uh, good friends and, and listeners who's been on the show a few times, uh, Matthew Matson, and. It, it it was it was a, a sight to behold of like you know like uh, you, you kids get out of my yard and you know like hey who does this guy think he is and you know it was all it, uh-huh. it all came out in the wash and we're, and we're good friends so it's uh, we appreciate Gene it, the way they they stood this up and, and started doing it and they kind of set the tone yeah. and and I've just tried to tried to keep it going uh, now so <clears throat> that's how uh, all that stuff and how we ended up with the podcast. It says, are you eventually going to hand it off to someone else? Jason, are you tired of me? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, it, uh, if... Oh, I know I am, that's for sure. Yeah, Jeez. yeah no. <laughs> the, um, the, yeah, if the day comes where, where I have to, you know, it, the, the crazy, you know, jet-set life of an uh, internationally known podcaster gets too much for me, then, then yeah, I, I mean, I'll probably hand it off to somebody. You know, I mean, either Dan will take it, or you know, we'll find some some other worthy heir. Unsuspecting. Yeah, much I like, mean, uh, <laughs> worthy heir. Yeah, much like Ra's al Ghul, I shall I shall pick a. a <laughs> I was thinking more like you know, uh, like Gene was Johnny Carson, and you're like, uh, what's his name, the big chin guy, um, Jay Leno. No, no way, because he's kind of a douche, so. Oh, is he? I didn't know well, that. Yeah, well, yeah, because he did the whole thing about, you know, he retired, and then like, oh, no, I'm not really retired, and then... Oh, see, I don't I, follow. I like so. to think I'm a little more like Conan. You know? Conan. I'm kind of there, and, you know, being kind of awkward and funny, and then I'll end up on basic <laughs> cable at some point. <laughs> you just need to get... A, your hair needs to get a lot bigger. I guess so, yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we've been around since 2005, you know, and... It, uh, I, I took it over, and I, I want to keep it going and keep it growing, and, and get more guys like you listening and talking, and and more subjects and more interviews, and uh, I really enjoy doing this. So, yeah, uh, I might hand it off to someone else, but 
you know, it, I don't. I don't think that'll be for a long while. Hopefully, that will be a long while. Maybe there'll be yeah. there'll be more internet at some point before I do that. That's right. Uh, and then the second question he asked, the second little question he asked was, "Where are the old episodes anyway?" There's quite a gap in the archives and iTunes. Um, yes, there is. Uh, a lot of the old episodes because we got we finally broke a hundred after you know <laughs> almost ten years. <laughs> um, because we believe in quality, not quantity here at Karate Cat. That's Kata. right. Uh, so a b- bunch of the old ones with uh, the old folks that, that started it. Yeah, I, I kind of pulled off just to kind of clean up the, the feet a little bit. Every now and again, I rotate those in. Uh, I did have an idea to kind of try and pay for this a little bit, to monetize that a little bit and give a password for for listeners to you know yeah. be able to have the entire archive that they can go to. But I do rotate these in every now and again. Uh, I've been kind of remiss on that. I need to get back on that. Uh, and I've said I've done it. So um, stay strong, and eventually they'll show back up. You know. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think it's a great idea to sort of do a, a, a from the archives episode every once in a while. That seems like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I, I, I kind of had an idea of doing was maybe like you know, we can get together and 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 listen to it. Yeah. And you know, and then like you know, either do a you know maybe an update or you know an, an expanded yeah. version or or something like that, or we could do like a mystery science theater kind of thing where we like comment <laughs> over it. You know, and uh, so. Yeah. But, but that, that that requires time. So yeah, but um. Right. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll get them into the rotation every once in a while when we uh, when we're off a week or something. Yeah, like I need to I need to start doing that. Uh, and speaking so speaking of being off a week, <clears throat> Q tangent. Um, ah. So on the uh, the second third week of of May in San Diego, California, America's finest city, uh, we'll be having uh, our federation's uh, annual camp. So uh, Hanchi. Fusi Kisei and his son, Kaicho Isao Kisei, will be coming and doing our annual camp. Uh, so I will be going there uh, and uh, knocking around for in San Diego for about a week and then maybe up in L.A. for another week. So uh, any of our listeners who are sort of in the Arizona and California, Southern California uh, region, if you're there, let me know. Uh, and maybe I can try and swing in and, and get a little workout. I know our good friend Al- cool. Alex Haddox is up in L.A., um, I need to ping him and see if I can stop by and he can, you know, beat me up. <laughs> but um, uh, so if any of you guys are, are, are going, so there may be a little gap. We're going to try and get some shows recorded to, to drop in that, that hole. So there may be a little gap. So that might be a good time for me to mm-hmm. to rotate those in. Uh, but but if you guys are, uh, any guys out west are there, uh, drop me an email at cardicafe at gmail.com or, or Twitter us and... Um, let me know. Maybe we can stop by and work out, or just stop in and say hi. Or, or what are those or, dates again? Uh, it'll be the it's the third week. It's the week of the sixteenth. So okay. I guess that's the weekend. So it's that week. I'll be in uh, San Diego, America's finest city, and uh, <laughs> then up in uh, Los Angeles, California, with City of Angels. Very cool. Yeah. So well, uh, bring some water with you because I think they need it. No, yeah, no doubt. I could bring like a couple of quarts and you know, like, <laughs> the, meter that out by the shot glass. Right? You, could, you could sell it for twice as much as it cost. Exactly. Which should, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, and then so on to Jason's main question, uh, yes. which was on strength and conditioning and the martial mm-hmm. arts. Uh, he asked, and I quote: "How much extracurricular exercise do you guys try to get?" I find that if I really want to spend a lot of time working on my karate, that tends to be slow and technical. And while I do get better, 
I also do tend to get out of shape if I focus mm-hmm. on it for a month or so. Uh, mm-hmm. By the same token, if I spend time exercising, I don't have a lot of time for karate training. Yeah, uh, Time is rare for all of us, so how do you spend it to maximize your training? I've tried, well, incorpor- well, hang on. I've oh, tried incorporating, <laughs> tried incorporating both at once, like hitting the heavy bag and an interval workout and then running through several kata very quickly for cardio and had some success. But what sort of regimen would you guys recommend? Dan? Well, sorry, sorry I jumped all over that. Um, I, I think for me, I, honestly, I don't do any. Uh, and, and, and karate, or karate, uh, martial arts is, is really the only thing that I do. And, and what I try to do is, I, I think his suggestion was a good one, which is heavy bag work. Um, you know, a lot of people, they get, they get stuck into doing their, their kata forms, whatever you want to call it, uh, in one particular way. And generally, it's the way that their instructor has done it. Uh, and, and I usually, you know, I encourage people to, um, I don't know, even, even if it breaks some of the rules, uh, get as low as you can when you do your kata, um, as low as you comfortably can, um, do it as fast as you can, just, you know, do it on the left side, which isn't really cardio, but, you know, just do it in different ways to, to, so that you're still learning it, but it adds some creativity to it so that you don't get bored with it. Um, the other, the other part of that is, you know, I, I think he, he put a fine point on it, which is time. Uh, really when you're doing one thing, you're not doing everything else. So you, you really have to decide what can fit in your schedule and what works for you and, and how you can fit stuff in. I know that in the past, you know, I'm not doing it right now, but in the past, uh, I had a membership to the YMCA, and I would go there at lunch and and run. Um, and I didn't, you know, there there wasn't a, an empty room for me to do my forms in. They didn't really have a heavy bag, so I couldn't do that. So I got some cardio in by running. And and for me, I guess if if there's not the alternative to do martial arts practice, then I will do something else. And usually, the something else that I do is cardio. Um, I think that strength training, you just have to be super careful about it to not bulk up too much. Uh, but other than that, I would kind of say do do what interests you the most because most people have a tough time being motivated to do it in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, for, for me, <clears throat> um, I don't really... I don't focus on strength training so much. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Okinawan styles have you know hojo undo, which is a lot of that conditioning sort of stuff, and they we have all these kooky weights, and you know we have uh, you know th- things for grip strength, and then you yep. know it, just all this stuff. And a lot of like like gojuru, a, a lot of those schools, and I think Wechiru and stuff like that, they kind of they work that in. That's like all part of the yeah. the deal, you know. And so they have nights where they all that's what they do. They do that. Uh, and so, yeah, like you say, and like Jason points out, it, it kind of comes down to time. You know, yep. it's it's like you know what's what's going to give you the most for for whatever. So, I mean, for me, as as an instructor, one of the things that that uh, I, I have it twofold. I have to you know I have to instruct, but I also want to get my workout in. Mm-hmm. And and I also need to practice, like you know. Yeah, like, that's tough. So uh, yeah, I mean, so I all, but you know, like I always make a point. I I always do the basics with the guys. So yep, uh, you know, we we do it. And now, but but then I wasn't. 
I wasn't able to like, you know, focus as much on them because I'm kind of getting my work in. So now, uh, it, it, to, to help them along, I now double the amount of basics they have to do. So I do, <laughs> I do, you know, if we do, we're doing ten reps. I do ten reps, and then they do another ten reps, so I can yep. watch them do the ten reps. So I'm still getting my workout in, uh, and so that's kind of a little bit of cardio and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, then the rest of the class, you know, I'll try and get my practice in when I can. But uh, so then, like last night or Tuesday night in class, uh, after class was over, you know, even though I'm kind of tired, I get like a half hour and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do all my kata. And so ah. I just, I go th- went through them all once and I went from, from back to front. So I went from my, my uh, senior kata back down okay. to the, the basic kata because the, the, the senior ones are the ones that I kind of, you know, really need to focus on because yeah. the, the lower ranked ones I've done a bazillion times. <laughs> so, so <laughs> You kind of know those by now. I, I can kind of yeah, sneak up on those. But the, uh, the, the rest, so anyway, but I mean, and I just did them straight. I, I didn't break. I just, I didn't, you know, bow. I just started mm-hmm. and went through them. And that was a, that tends to be a pretty good workout if you're just, I mean, and I wasn't putting anything into it. I was just stepping through it. So, I mean, you could do things like to break that up is like yeah you know do a kata then do some push-ups do a kata then do some setups mm-hmm. uh you know it, there's that component you know it depends on how like you say like you know how much do you want to be do you want to be you know like you know Schwarzenegger or Frigno or you know or do you just want to have good tone you yeah. know um so are you going to take you know it, there there are stuff you can work into it you know i mean there was a, a kung fu class i went to one time and you know, easily half of the class was kind of conditioning stuff, you know. Yep. And so, that's what, at, at, you know, at, at my Wing Chun class, we probably spent, out of the one-hour class, probably, probably, yeah, I'd say 10 or 15 minutes um, was, you know, drills and conditionings. We would do jumping jacks and push-ups and crunches and, and all that stuff uh, yeah. because it's, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that you kind of need a baseline and... Once you're once you're up to that baseline as far as strength and cardio goes, you know, then you're kind of good. Uh, you can you can get through class without being exhausted, kind of thing. Um, but if you're not there yet, <laughs> it's good to focus on that so that you can get through class. Yeah. Uh, well, that some of my students had, had said at one point something about like you know, can we get some more conditioning? And, mm. and or they said, you know, why don't you do more conditioning? Because we have jumping jacks and, and running in place and stuff as part of our yeah. just keep your blood flowing. Yeah, just what well, you know. Yeah. With me, it's like okay, from from the cardio standpoint, I'm like, if you're not sweating and out of breath at the end of the basics, something's wrong. Yep. You know, either, either I'm woefully out of shape, but I'm not because I've seen, you know. So <laughs> so I mean, there's that. That's what used to drive me crazy when I see all these cardio kickboxing. Yeah. Like, we've added cardio kickboxing. I'm like, what aren't you getting out of your basics? Because, you know, we, that, that's like our cardio kind of thing. And yeah. like you say, you know, you can, if you want more of a conditioning workout, like, you know, especially for your legs, it's like, yeah, wider, longer stances, you know. Yep. And uh, uh, you can break out one of the guys I trained with many, many moons ago. is an Ishin Ru guy. And one of the things that they used to do was they would do, they would break it up. So, like, you would do, for the blocking techniques, in between, like, one set of, you know, middle blocks, then you would do you know, drop down and do like 10 crunches, right? And then Oof. you do, you know, your high block and you drop down and do X number of of crunches or whatever. And then for your, um, like in between the kicks, you would do push-ups. Mm-hmm. You know? And and so, and you can, you know, moderate the amount of them. But I mean, like, so if you're looking for some uh, sort of like 
core kind of strength training kind of thing to put into it. That's a way of dropping that in is basically just put that in, in between whatever it is you're doing. Um, What do you think about like dynamic tension exercises where you just, you know, you do the high block, you know, nice and slow, but you're kind of tensing your whole body when you do it. We don't do that. That's kind of like doing like a, you know, sanshin or something, you know, where they're doing like the the, the heavy breathing and the, Mm -hmm. and and, and we don't do that in our system. And the, there's, you know, lore behind that and why they do it. And uh, I, you know, we have, my goju friends and stuff they do it and they love it and it seems to work for them i don't i i, I see yeah, I don't, i've I don't, been always on the fence about it you know you know it's it's it is what it is i guess that's that's a way of doing it um yeah. you know like doing do it just doing stuff slowly so like if you if you get into a you know especially like a, a deep stance and you're leaving your arm out and kind of doing it slowly Mm-hmm. And, when, and putting the the emphasis at the right place, I think you're almost kind of getting the same thing because you know, uh, yeah. when I was in uh, the military, I, I got pneumonia, so I couldn't couldn't work out when they and uh, so when they you know dropped us and made us do pushups, they just said like just sit down with your arms out, and so you know hold, yeah. ha- holding your arms out is like you know no problem, but after like two or three minutes. <laughs> It's, it's well, hard. yeah, I know when I took Tai Chi, um, one of the things that the, one of the exercises that we did was we would get in a really low horse stance, put our arms straight out in front of us, and then try to hold it for five minutes, and that <laughs> that'll get your thighs on fire fast. Yeah, uh, you know, and then like um, I've I've commented to my students a lot of times, like when we do do mat work, I, you know, the next day I said, you know, your abs are going to hurt. Because if you're doing throws and rolls and all that stuff like that, you're using your your abs a lot to get up Core. off the mat, you know. Yeah. And then you're using your arms a lot, and your legs a lot to push yourself up off the ground. So, mm-hmm. uh, so so you can find it there. I think there's places uh, depending on on your art, you know, your system and and and, and things. You will get that sort of training. Yeah. Um, and. It just may not be as focused, I guess. So anyway, but I, I guess, you know, so a lot of my my guys have said, you know, like about getting extra conditioning and stuff like that and why I don't teach it in class. And, you know, I kind of, I had read something at some point and it kind of resonated with me. It was like, hey, this is like, you know, you didn't come here to have me teach you how to do a setup. Right. You know, you've probably got that somewhere on the line. You know, there's, there's just like everything else, there's the right way to do it, quote unquote. You know, and you didn't teach me to, you know, to do, uh, you know, a push-up. <laughs> so, yeah. But you taught me how to, you came here so I could teach you how to block and how to, you know, do all this other, you know, levitate and the, all the other cool stuff we do. <laughs> so, I said, you know, I, but I said, if you want to do that, we can put that in there, but that's going to take away that time. That's right. You know, and so uh, that's also, Jason, probably maybe the part of the path of, of a martial artist is like trying to fit all that in. It's like, okay, well, you know, do you want, you know, f- Let's say, say you get an hour-long class. Do you want, you know, forty-five minutes of of karate and fifteen minutes of you know mm-hmm. stretching and, and doing the conditioning thing? And is is that fifteen minutes worth it, or would you rather do that fifteen minutes, you know, before class? That's one of the things that you know we've the time immemorial instructors have told their students: get to class early and warm up. Warm up. Yep. You, know? you should be warm. Well, and I know for my Wing Chun class, we, you know, we did the warm ups in the beginner class, but in the intermediate and advanced class, you're really expected to be warmed up when class starts, um, so that we can go right into Wing Chun training, and we don't have to spend the time doing the 
the cardio and the strength exercises, mm-hmm. I think at the beginner level it makes a lot of sense because, again, you're building up that baseline. Because the one thing that you, you really don't want is – and I've seen people in class before, uh, too many times actually, where they get, they get so exhausted that they can't really focus on the training because they're in they're, – they're kind of in – I wouldn't say survival mode. I wouldn't say that point. <laughs> um, but they they get to survival mode a lot easier. I mean, if um, if you're feeling, you know, you'd say you're doing one steps or something like that, and, you know, it has to be done a lot slower if you're feeling exhausted because you can't respond as fast and your brain's just not clicking as well. So until you get that baseline level of, I can get through class without feeling like I'm going to have a heart attack, um, then your, your learning isn't going to be as effective while you're exhausted. It's just, you know, it's the way it is. Yeah. So you when, have to build up that baseline. When I have n- new students, I always tell them, like, in the beginning, I'm like, okay, here's our stance, here's our footwork, here's this thing. Okay. Now, here's the first three basics. Here's a punch, here's a kick, here's a block. And work on that. And then I tell them when they get ready to, you know, they get up to speed and they're ready to kind of join, you know, the rest of the group. I tell them, I say, you know, I'd rather you see you do five good ones than ten not good ones. Yep. And so, you know, if that means you don't get, it, and then the converse is like, but, so, but you're probably not going to get that much of a workout. You'll get a little bit of a workout because you're using stuff, using muscles that you don't normally use in a way that you don't normally do. So you'll yeah. probably get a little bit of workout, and then it's going to kind of plateau a little bit. But until you get the techniques down, you know, then yep. then you you know, because I want you to see a good technique. So when you're doing 20 repetitions of a kick, you know, the first you know five will be good, the second five will be pretty good, you yeah. know, the next five maybe not so much, and then you know if you're just like kind of flailing your leg arm and around there, you've you you've you, lost you've lost it. You've lost at that point. Maybe you're just getting a cardio training. You're not getting anything right. else. So uh, but then at a certain point, you know, usually like after the second or third stripe, when they've kind of got a, a good handle on the basics, mm-hmm. and then same thing with Ipan Kumite, you know, one steps and all that stuff, is is like what you get out of that is what you put into it. So if you're yeah. just kind of pushing your arm out and, and punching and not doing that much, and yep. you're and you're when you're blocking, you're just kind of blocking, you're not doing that much, then you're not going to get that much out of it. But you know, if you've got somebody who's punching you with a good punch, you're going to get workout out of that. And when you're blocking, you're going to get work out of that because everything's going to be working. Your, your heart rate's going to go up. Everything's going to, you know, well, and do you, you know, do you, do you, you know, if you're doing the, the one steps, do you respond quickly or do you respond slowly? I mean, doing it, doing it slowly to get the technique down is really important if you don't know the technique. Yeah. Yeah. But but if you know it, then you should go for it. I, I know that I've been to a lot of classes where I'm halfway through the class and you know I've got sweat pouring down me and I'm getting a really good workout in and I look around and there's a lot of people that just aren't sweating. And I think, boy, am I, am I that out of shape? But then I kind of see them walking through stuff. And right. I mean, yeah, if that's all they want to do, that's fine. But um, if if you just walk through stuff, you're never going to get a workout with it, and you know you're never going to get a real feeling for the technique anyway. So I, I think that's the other part of it is that even if um, you're doing floor drills or something like that, and and you throw you're doing high blocks, ten up, ten down kind of thing, 
do you put your arm up there or do you throw a block as if someone is striking you? And I really think it's important to throw a block as if someone's striking you. you know? Yeah, you, know, you, you, put, you put into it, like they always say, it says, you know, you'll, you'll defend yourself how you train. Yep. And, and, and there's definitely merit to that. But it's like, it's like just how much emphasis you put into it. So when we do, uh, you know, there, there, there's people that, that, that I know have um, do the basics better than me. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as and they're much better shape than I am, but you know, I'll, I'll like look at them and and you know, I'm. It looks to me I'm like I'm punching harder than they are, and I'm kicking harder than they are. <laughs> you know, kind of and 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 so like you know, a classic example talking about the uh, about camp is you know, but I'll, so I see people at camp, and there's you can see that they're putting 110 percent into all their techniques. And you know you're wasted at the end of the twenty-five minutes, and you're just like, <sighs> and then there's that thing where, like, okay, now you're you're not in a good place to learn anymore. Whereas to me, like, you know, a camp or a seminar is totally the place to learn. You know, cause yes. So so even though we're still doing twenty-five basics, and that I used is, to that's, say that's not the place to work on your cardio, <laughs> right? You know, I I used to say like all the time I was like, you know, I do twenty-five basics every class every day for the rest of the year. Why am right. I doing it here? Well, there's a reason because they still walk around and they still pick up your technique and they look at stuff and whatnot. Yeah. But I mean, so I don't put as much into it then and I kind of pace myself a little bit more and going on. Okay. But in a regular class, I tr- even, you know, as, as an instructor because I've got to look, you know, good. <laughs> and so I right. try and put as much into my basics as I can yep. and, and I get my workout that way. Uh, yeah. And then the other the other thing that, that just occurred to me while you were talking uh-huh. was to, to say you know so okay so Jason if you want to do um, you know try and get some more strength in you know I don't know how your class is structured but like when you take a break bang out ten or fifteen pushups you know you take another break bang out yeah. ten or fifteen you or know, do you just, burpees burpees are the worst man you know I mean yeah. You do ten burpees, and you—I I don't know about—I I want to pass out. Yeah, you should call them um, throwpees. You know? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, there's there's ways to kind of sh- put it, and it's just like with karate in itself. Uh, my senior students, you know, they're getting more stuff. They're getting more weapons. They're getting more kata. They're getting more, mm-hmm. you know, techniques. And I tell them, it says, you know, in, unless you have the time, which nobody in this world nowadays seems to have, yep. to you know, set aside an extra hour a day to 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 train and, and, and you know and whatever and mm-hmm. I, I said you need to take it in little chunks so I mean so what I generally do like, like in the morning you know I get up and I'll put the coffee on and I'll kind of stretch while I'm putting the coffee on maybe I'll do some push-ups mm-hmm. or something like that and then you know I'll get the coffee and then I'll I gotta feed the dogs so I go out and feed the dogs and I'm out on the back deck and I feed the dogs and so I generally try and walk through a kata or you know I'll you know do some more stretching or whatever. You know, there's or I'll do some blocks. You know, just yep. something. It's just it's it's a little chunk. You know, like five minutes here, five minutes there. Work on my stance. Work on whatever. And you can probably do that. I think to to some extent. You know, during your day with strength training too is like you know you got a spare moment. Do ten push-ups. Ten push-ups for for most people is probably not that much, but you've done you know fifty push-ups over the course of the day. Well, yeah. and I, you know, one of the things that I have done in the past, and I got I got away from doing it actually, was um, I had read something about developing habits, and one of the things that you can do, one of the best ways to develop a habit, is to build off of something else that you're already doing habitually. And like for you, it's I make the coffee in the morning. While I'm making the coffee, I stretch. And uh, for a while there, what I was doing is every time I went to the bathroom, I did some, I did squats. 
afterwards. And <laughs> good. After, it's, it's good, good thing you spend it afterwards. Right. Um, and it's one of those things where, or, you know, you do it after you brush your teeth because you brush your teeth twice a day, or I brush my teeth twice a day anyway. And then you have that trigger of, oh, I'm brushing my teeth. I need to do my squats or I need to do my form once or, you know, whatever it is that thing that you want to work in, work on, you can fit it in slices of the day. And especially when it's the more, technical stuff the more uh but like i think you know kata is a great example of that where you don't you know i I can almost stand in the same place and just move my arms a little bit uh you don't have to do the whole thing as long as i'm visualizing myself doing the the full kata um it's not quite as important uh if you're in a public place or something like that or in a, a space restricted place um so yeah, I mean, you you get those little slices of your day that you can fit stuff in. Yeah, and then also, you know, uh, just reviewing, I'm rereading the question a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, one thing you might want to look at, uh, Jason, is uh, in Wataru. I only know like really like one Wataru stylist, and he was talking about you know how long it takes to get to black belt, and you know I test pretty slow too. Is you know if you know, you're focusing on on so much stuff for a month for your karate, and you're not getting a chance to do everything. Is maybe cut that by two weeks. You know, so or you know, do one week you focus on karate, the next week you focus on strength training. You know, because, yeah. because, because all all the uh, and this course is dependent. I just, I don't know how the class is structured. I don't know how the curriculum is structured. Um, but you can just take things like okay, this week. I'm doing this. So, uh, like one one thing I was doing for a while was like as one week. I was okay. This week I'm doing nothing but empty hand stuff. Ah. So I would do all my my every day. I would do my kata. You know, I do it in the morning and try to do it at night. And then the next week, all I did was the weapon stuff. You know, and then you know, so. So you had a focus then. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I was still going to class and I was still doing uh, you know whatever I needed to do for class. But like after class and then like at home and just whatever I was like. I'm just doing this every day. I'm doing this, you know, and uh, and and so maybe you could adapt that and do the same thing. Where it's like one week you're doing nothing, you're just focusing on karate. You're doing your 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 um, your kata, maybe your basics, you know, some drills or whatever. Anything you can do by yourself, mm-hmm. and then the next week, you know, you're you're still you know you have the holding pattern on on whatever you're doing. You're still going to class, but on the time that you would normally be doing. The karate the the week before you'd just do strength training yeah. you know so and then that way kind of level it out you know that way it's not an either or but it's a you know that's and and it gives your body a break from from one thing and then the other right right you know i mean and, and i mean not hands and weapons but you know what i mean like strength training and right. and kata yeah it gives yourself a, a little a little break and you know it, it also depends on how hard you're going on either one of those that's uh, true but but you know as um from a martial arts standpoint, I mean, you know, like I'm, I'm currently researching now, trying to uh, find a good heavy bag, um, you know, to have at home to, you know, practice kicks and punches, and you know, my son mm-hmm. likes to do it, and and it's it's a good workout, and uh, you know, if the fine folks at Century would love to send me a, one of some of those Versus bags <laughs> to, to review, <laughs> that'd be great because right. I'd love to do that. Those are pretty cool. Um, uh, but uh, so there, there's stuff like that because as a martial artist, you get both. You can get some cardio. You can definitely get you know some technique in there uh, and, and whatnot. <clears throat> but it's trying to find it, trying to fit it all in. You know, and it's one of the things yeah. that we kind of talked about many many moons ago about you know um, about uh, 
depth over breadth, you know, yep. uh, having more stuff to do kind of gets in the way of doing other stuff. So that's right. You know, if your if your system has a lot of requirements, uh, trying to get all those requirements in and you know the allotted time for for ranking, you know, yep. is is like well, okay, well that's precluding you from working out then. I'm not saying your your system is wrong. I'm just saying then like okay, well maybe don't focus on the the requirements, you know, or, yeah. or or don't focus on the goal of of promoting and and then say okay, I'm going to take a little longer path on that and then I'm going to kind of focus on this as well. So, you know, it, Well, it, and too, I think it's the it's the Stephen Covey idea of sharpening the saw. I mean, it's it's a different um it's a different idea, but it's the same same sort of metaphor where if if you do if you do a little bit of cardio, uh, then that is going to help you learn faster uh, f- from a technical standpoint. And so, it's it's the one begets the other. And sometimes just trying to jam something down your throat doesn't work. You got to work got to work smarter, not harder. You know. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And you know, maybe one of the things you can do, you know, I guess depending on your. Um you know, situation and then kind of hearkening back to the uh, wearing your belt outside the dojo is instead of, you know, when you travel to the dojo, instead of parking at the dojo, park a block away and run there you go. to the dojo, you know, and then and wear your but gi. Don't wear, but don't wear your belt when you no, do it. No, see, you wear your gi because in that way you got to run real fast so no one challenges you. <laughs> you know? Well, geez, that just brought it right back around, didn't it? See, it's a whole yin and yang kind of thing. I kind of <laughs> uh, it's a, our, our podcast is a snake eating itself, I guess. That's right. That, and that's why we've been around since 2005. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, there's uh, and and uh, Jason, I'm sure that probably didn't answer your question at all, but I hope he gave you some uh, <laughs> food for thought, some food for thought, yeah. uh, some 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 tofu for thought, uh, because because yeah, it is. You know, I think we all run into it. Uh, yep. You run into it as a student. You run into it uh, no less as an instructor. Uh, I, I'm sure there are many people out there that'll be just like, well, just get up earlier or stay up later, you know. And right. uh, okay, sure, you do that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for some people that is an option, but for others, it's it's I I am tired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that both of our jobs are a lot of brain work, and if I come in and I'm exhausted, I just I can't I can't do my job then. And guess what's more important than than martial arts? My job. So <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and that's kind of one of the little things that that I discovered. Is like, like I say, you know, the other night I was like, I was t- tired, and but in my head, I'm like, oh man, I've got um, camp here in a few weeks. I really need to kind of start like getting back up to speed on on some of my stuff. So even though it was tired, it's like, okay, I'll do, you know, one kata, and then you right. know, I did kind of did one, and then that got me over that hump. So well, you know, and you know what? That's a good tip too. Just do one. Um, if you're not motivated to work out or you're not motivated to do anything, just just get up and just go through one. It only takes a few minutes, and if you don't feel like doing more, that's fine. If but but most of the time, I've found that if I get up and start doing a little bit, I I kind of go, okay, now now I'm ready for more. So right, yeah, because generally what I do is that the first time I do it, I've screwed something up, and I know I've screwed something up, <laughs> I and can't so then, let it go. yeah, my that that switch will click, and I'm like, okay. And I got to do this again, you know. And then next thing I know, I've done like two or three kata, you know. Yeah. And then and then it just, you know, one goes to the other, and you yep. know, or do it do it like soft one time, then go like, mm, you know, I could probably do that. And and also, what I also find um, is that if I do my my upper belt kata, 
it kind of charges me up a little bit more than my lower belt kata. Because, oh. uh, you know, there's a lot more, you know, uh, movement and circles and all that stuff like that. So yeah. you can say... Well, well it's fresher. It, it's, well, it's just, it's, you know, yeah, maybe there's a, there's a thing of, of, you know, like, ooh, this is the, the, the bigger, better deal because it's newer. Yeah. Um, and those, but I mean, I really enjoy some of my, my lower belt kata, but I think just like from a, you know, for lack of a better term, a cheese standpoint, it gets my energy up a little bit more doing some of those. Yeah. Um, then I, then when I progress down to my lower, lower ones, I'm a little more focused and a little more, you know, uh, and driven to do those. But, but just, just, you know, get up there and just start doing one and then, and see what's going on. And then, so probably... You know, like I say, just while you're doing those, when you do a kata, do do a set of push-ups and a set of setups, and then move on to the next one. <laughs> That's right. You know, just just but um, but I guess and then but just maybe also just set your goals of like, you know, what's more important? Is it the conditioning part or is it the martial art part? You know, is it this? Mm-hmm. You know, this week is this more important? You know, am I ramping up to testing? Am I ramping up to some sort of special event? Should I? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and you know. Just kind of keep a, a nice, you know, smooth yeah. pace to all of it, and then you know. But if you're if you're wanting to be like a you know, a personal trainer and you know be a, you know cut and buff and and all that other stuff, then you know karate can get you there. But I think it's going to get you there by you know, a, a by less, consequence. Yeah, by by a less direct method. It's like you're going to get it because you you know you do all this stuff and then you end up working out. You know, but if you in and of itself, like, you know, I've told some of my students, I was like, you know, you're going to get a good workout, but that kind of depends on you, you know, so maybe if the punching, the kicking thing doesn't really give you the full workout, then do some crunches, then do some push-ups and setups, you know, then, well, you know, it's, it's funny that I think the theme keeps coming back over and over and over again, where I think it's really important to, to, to have clear goals and, to have a good understanding of what the path to those goals are because something something that you said really made me think well if if i want to be a a personal trainer um and i'm taking martial arts as a supplement to that personal training then you have to recognize recognize it for what it is and that my goal is to be a personal trainer um if i want to be a martial arts instructor and have a school then I would say that you know the the cardio and the strength training would be to supplement the martial arts and not the other way around. So having clarity in your goals will give you that guideline of 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 what your priorities are. Yeah, true that. That's that's a, that's a really good point because if, like I say, you know, um, I don't I don't look. F- to karate necessarily to get me in shape. I just know mm-hmm. that's kind of a tangent. So it's it's like kind of use the right tool for the job, you know. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, doing twenty five base or doing doing your basic exercises and, and and whatnot can give you a good cardio workout and stuff like that. But it you know is it sustained for however long you're you know like oh, right is your heart rate a marathon, at a certain you know? level for yeah, ten it, minutes? If you're training to run a marathon, you know you're not you know punching. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's like, well, I'm, if I do karate a whole bunch, I'll be ready to run a marathon. No, you need to train for the marathon. Yeah. So, so if that's your focus is is to, you know, achieve a certain level of cardio, then, then the martial arts can can get you there, right. but that path may not be as uh, efficient as just getting up in the morning and, you know, running for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Um and and then, you know, so then 
that 10 or 15 minutes is like, okay, well, that's the 10 or 15 minutes that I'm not doing martial arts. Okay. Right. You know, all right. And that's okay. <laughs> if, you're fo- if you're trying to run a marathon, then that's just fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and my dad used to run marathons, and, and he would run, and he'd run, you know, five or ten miles or however mm-hmm. god-awful amount that he would run. And then he'd come back, and he'd do some sit-ups, and he'd do some push-ups, and he was dead tired, but he would do, you know, and not a whole bunch, you know, yep. and he wasn't, like, you know, buff or whatever. He was... Using body weight. Yeah, he was, just, he was just, you know, fairly toned because he ran, mm-hmm. and, and he did that little bit of workout. But, I mean, I don't think... Doing that, you would expect necessarily, you know, like, oh, I've done this while I'm running, so now I'm going to be, you know, looking like Schwarzenegger yeah. because I'm doing push-ups and setups. Like, no, it just, it'll kind of help it move there. But if you really want to focus on that part, then you need to do this other thing. You mm-hmm. know? So, so, you know, there's, there's stuff that, you know, could be defined as sort of a general exercise and, you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah, martial arts in general is probably is, is good all-over-body all exercise right? depending on the system. But you can't really necessarily expect everything to, to do. That, that's why they have, you know, that's why Okinawa Styles have Hojo Ondo. It's not, it's not the punches and the kicking. It's techniques and equipment external to that that has become kind of um, a, a component of that system. But but it's you know it's it's not the actual empty hand techniques and, and it's not the actual weapons it's a component thereof. Wait a minute, what is this Hojo Undo? Yeah, I've never heard of that. You never heard of that? I just mentioned it earlier in the show. No. You don't listen to me at all, do you? Well, I, I, I heard you mention it earlier in the show. I'm calling but is Gene, that I'm the Gene back on? You're fired. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, just some. some I didn't of, realize they did it with weapons too. Uh, well, yeah, I mean they do. Uh, that was one of the things that you know, like one of the things that they used to say was one of the things that Kabuto does is it's kind of like a low level strength training a little bit because you know bow a good hard bow weighs a good bit and Sai and Tumfa can 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 weigh a little bit and your arm is out like we were talking about earlier. Your arms are generally out somewhere. So, and like the, for our warm-ups for a bow, you know, you, you take a six-foot staff and you hold it out in front of you, you know, for... Oh, yeah. To, that, that's a lot. That's some strength training right there. So, uh, but, but there's... Well, that's there's, really interesting because, yeah, you know, that the, the Kung Fu stuff, they have the, the, I don't know, what's the iron shirt or the, 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 the breathing form. It's really when I, when I took Zhao Gar, um, it, there was one form where we did the dy- sort of the the dynamic tension form, but it wasn't really like a a whole subset. It was just the one form. No, oh, okay. So the, I, I guess that's why I thought it was curious. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There. Um. Yeah. So according to uh, Wikipedia, which does not have a page uh-huh. for Karate Cafe, uh, it's. Translated as supplementary exercises, and it refers to the conditioning exercises specifically used in martial arts. Training was designed to develop ambidextrous physical strength, stamina, muscle coordination, speed, and posture. Very interesting. The style of training uses simple, traditional devices made from wood and stone. Hmm. Yeah, so they have like all these crazy weights, and they wear like you know like weighted shoes, like weighted slippers, kind of thing. Oh, now what do you think about that too? Using like wrist and ankle weights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, again, you know, I mean, like, yeah. What are you trying to do? I mean, yeah. I mean, that that's probably a good idea for for Jason. Is like, yeah, maybe if you want to do that while you're doing your your um, techniques, you could wear yeah. a, a weight shirt and you know, mm-hmm. you know hold hold a you know. Uh, I've seen some people that use like the kettlebells and they use those while they're punching. Yep. Which is kind of essentially just what they do in Hojo Undo. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Everything yeah. old is new again, right? Yeah, uh, the Russians stole it from the... From the <laughs> uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely supplementary things you can do while you're doing your thing, you know, and like, say, longer stances, hold weight, you yep. know, that kind of thing like that. Um, so, but I guess, again, yeah, it just kind of focuses on, comes back down to, you know, what's your goal, yep. you know, and, and, and how you're going to get there to do it. And like I've said many times to many people, if you want to do something, you'll do it. You'll just you'll yeah. figure out how to do it. Um, uh, integrating it in is, you know, sometimes a challenge. So yep. uh, I, I hopefully we've given you a few ideas uh, to uh, move you down that path. Yeah. And look, half hour, hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they call a karate cafe, half hour. Exactly. See, <laughs> other podcasts give you a half hour at 30 minutes. We give you a half hour at a full know. hour. That's, that's right. twice as much. So you should probably go to com slash Amazon and buy stuff to help support the podcast or donate at CrediCafe.com. There you go. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so great. So Jason, thank you for that uh, that that email. Uh, North Texas uh, Budokan, thank you for the tweet. Uh, and you guys can all tweet us or email us or give us a call. And uh, we love to hear from you. We love to get the conversation going on the, the Facebook page. Um, oh, and so Jason, that, that's another thing about the the thing that the, the forums. Uh, Gene mentioned the forums and stuff like that. The forums have pretty much died. Uh, people really weren't signing up. I was having a lot of people that trying to sell me Viagra. A lot of spam. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of spam. And so, and it just kind of fell off. More and more people went to Facebook. Yeah, and it made it kind of a one stop shop for everybody. They're already there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Facebook page is is pretty much where the conversations now go. Um, and and so any any of the listeners any of the people that are on the Facebook page we've had a f- like four or five people join in the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to you know bring up conversations there and bring up questions that you want addressed on the podcast or just for people in general, and uh, and then we'll continue the conversation over there. Cool, cool. Well, Dan, as always, a great pleasure ch- chatting with you. Indeed, sir. It was great hearing the the, the, the voice of, of wise grumpiness of Gene Myers. Yeah, for sure. Gene, I know, is listening. He still listens to the show. And Gene, thank you very much for your, your input and opening up the scrolls and the vaults of uh, yeah. kind of coming down from your mountaintop. The, the vaults of wisdom. Yes, yes, and our stuff, too. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, we're working on some some more good interviews. That that interview with uh, Steve Perry, a lot of people seem to like. Got a lot of good downloads on that. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, uh, we 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 broke a thousand downloads for the last month uh, by a, a good stretch, and so that's great because you know we're keeping that momentum up, and uh, we appreciate all the new listeners. I'm kind of trying to keep track of all the different countries that that we're starting to pop up in. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that's not you know some you know, spammer dude or something, but uh, uh, we're, we're getting you know some 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 interesting locations. We're, we're getting more and more worldwide, and and that's that's that's, that's not awesome. nec- yeah, that's not necessarily what Pete and Gene maybe expected when they when they first started this. But you know, mm-hmm. we're out there, and we're out there because of all you guys. So yeah. uh, we appreciate that, and that's about it. So <clears throat> uh, we will be back hopefully next week with a, a good inter- great interview and. Uh, if not, please send us your topics and your questions, and we will address them as we can. Bye, everybody. All right, and we'll talk to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. 
You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.